It's Welcome to Health. Greatest Grains and the Welcome to Health Center bring you Dr. Kurt Rexroth, chiropractor and clinical nutritionist. Dr. Rexroth is here to answer your questions about chiropractic, nutrition, or healthy weight loss. So give Dr. Rexroth a call at 344-1420, or you can find him online at welcometohealth.com. And now here's Dr. Kurt Rexroth. Great program here. Lots of stuff to cover. I'm really excited about it. Uh, but first, I want to get into a little bit of, uh, you know, calendar stuff. Tuesday evenings, the weight loss seminar. I mean, I hit, talk about this every week, of course, and uh, a, a fair number of our listeners do show up for this seminar. It's really uh, kind of gratifying. And, and the reason is, I think, very, very clear. You know, we just recently on, just a, on the um, advertisement portion before the show here, we heard a thing on type 2 diabetes and how that, you know, a little exercise, some walking and things, you don't need to beat yourself up. You don't need to run the Bix, for example, or even train for the Bix to get past it. And actually, it's probably not even a good idea to do that if you want to get past uh, things like type 2 diabetes. But we've, we've got a program that actually explains how the whole thing works. Namely, you don't have to just uh, you know, take somebody's word on, well, if you do this, then this, you know, et cetera. We actually go into the physiology. Now, a lot of you people out there, I know, you know, I know different personality types. You're really not interested in knowing how things work. You just want to know what to do. But there's, there's something in the psychology of actually understanding something that enhances your ability to perform what you need to do. Um, even with people who just want to be told, very often just being told one thing is countered by just being told another thing. And besides, how many of us, I mean, be honest here, how many of us tell ourselves things that may be contradictory to what we've been advised to do by a professional? I mean, all of us do that, right? And what about that food out there? What, that, what is that food out there, your favorite stuff that's led to the predicament in the first place? What's it saying to you? Now, what's more powerful? What's more powerful in the moment of temptation? Something that a doctor told you to do or not to do, or maybe a radio host told you to do or not to do? What's more powerful? Those opinions or those statements or the food that you're looking at right now that's your favorite thing and it's just like calling your name, right? Come to me. Well, for most people, it's the food that has the louder and more immediate voice. So give yourself a chance. Give yourself the advantage of understanding what's going on with you because that's what we work with at the Welcome to Health Center. We want to make sure that people really understand what's going on because once you understand, boy, it's real hard to not go according to good, sound recommendations that follow exactly on your understanding of the situation. So that's what I would encourage you to do. Come to the Welcome to Health Center on Tuesday evening at 6.30 and get yourself into a position where you understand what's going on. Because, hey, let's face it, it's your future, right? I mean, I don't know very many people who on their bucket list have a list of things like, okay, well, what I really want to do with my life, this is, this is my goal. I mean, I've always wanted to do this. I really want to be managing lots of pharmaceutical medications. I really want to make sure that I'm injecting insulin into my veins every day. I really want to make sure that, you know, I, I have 
neuropathy in my legs and I can't feel my feet. I mean, that's really something that I, oh my, ooh, I just can't wait. I can't wait. You know, where's, where's the extra sugar? You know, where, what, what can I add things to? I don't know many people who have, you know, here's another one. Um, I really don't want to be on the floor playing with my grandchildren. I really don't want that. I don't want to be hiking in the woods with, uh, you know, my grandkids because, I mean, oh my gosh, no. I mean, forget that. National parks, never a vacation with my kids in the national park. You start to get, I mean, you can go on and on and on and on because the things you want to do and the things you don't want to do, that list is is hopefully pretty long. But the things you never want to do, that's parts of your life. That's time. I mean, what more do we have but time? And if you could just, you know, shorten your life by all of that time doing the things you don't want to do, I mean, that's what it comes down to, basically. You've shortened your productive, meaningful life by the amount of time that you are spending doing these things that you probably don't have to do. So come to the seminar on Tuesday evening and understand what's going on with your health. Understand how to avoid these problems. And if you're borderline type 2 diabetes or if you are you know, fully deep into type 2 diabetes, Come understand it, and in many cases, we can help you get out of that predicament and back to a normal life where you're off medications and things like this. In fact, it's very likely we could do that with you, okay? But, of course, I say with you, not for you. We don't do anything for people at the Welcome to Health Center. What we're doing is they are the healer, we are the healer helper. You know, I was at the Palmer Homecoming uh, recently, and... It was something that was just absolutely wonderful. I, I love this time of year. I love the getting into the, the meeting all my old friends, you know, from way back, old students. I taught at Palmer for about 15 years and had a wonderful time there. I mean, just a great place. And, and you know, I'm one of these people. I was mature when I started Palmer. You know, I wasn't just a kid like some of the people are. But when I got there, I mean, I was ready for this experience. I was so ready. And it's something that it has a probably a deeper and and um, it's very meaningful for me to be there. And the reason is this: that the first person who graduated as a chiropractor in my family was it was 1904, and my grandfather um, uh, later he in fact that that first person was my grandmother's uncle, and my grandfather was introduced by chiropractic because. He had a horrible fall out of an apple tree and wrenched his back really badly. And by the time he was in high school, he was almost a cripple and um, just, you know, had crutches and everything. So he couldn't play baseball. Baseball was his very favorite game. And this uncle of my grandmother helped him and he came back. He could play baseball again. As a matter of fact, I remember watching him play handball when I was a young guy and um so he came back from that, and after he came back from the First World War, where he was in France, he um, married the young girl, the, my grandmother, and when my mom was a year old, they were at Palmer College. And when I was a kid, about six years old or so, I, I actually met B.J. Palmer. Uh, I knew that he was great because he had this huge circus wagon with a big golden globe on it, and he had all kinds of things that you know, little boys are fascinated with, like a knife collection behind his desk and things. So, you know, I had all this background before I even got to Palmer. I remember the um, 
little bit of heaven that, that was uh, there on the campus that was just crazy with a, with a spider monkey and everything. It was just absolutely nuts, though, that place. But it was just really, really fascinating. And I went through all of this stuff when I was a kid and um, went through the children's program there and things. So when my brother went into chiropractic, he graduated in 1970. That was, you know, wonderful. I, I loved that. But it took me about 15 more years to, to get involved with it. But when I went there, there was this, always this sense of history for my family. And I had a really good sense of the history of the um, campus. And I have to say, it was, it was a, an amazing experience. Well, I have a little taste of that whenever I go back to homecoming now. And um, uh, one of the things that just struck me was that one of the classes there went through the history all the way from the beginning. It also went through some of the conflicts between the medical profession and the chiropractic uh, profession. And it was um, a very meaningful review of what had happened. But what I want to just kind of focus on these days is this, that just recently the medical world has become really desperate. And you all heard it on television and things, you know, you all you hear about the, you know, the medical um, advertisements for one of the things that is a result of opium addiction, and that is just horrible constipation. And uh, so you get these drugs to help deal with opiate-induced constipation on television. But also you get, you know, all of these warnings now and all these huge alarms, you know, uh, so much of the country is involved with an opiate addiction now based on prescription opioid medications. Now, some of you don't know, but opium is the root molecule for heroin. So a lot of these addictions are just pretty much the same as heroin addictions, and the alarm is out there. And I would recommend, by the way, that, oh my gosh, if somebody offers you one of these, you know, look up the medications and find out whether they're opiates, because if they're opiates, they are highly addictive. So look up whatever medication you're given on the Internet. Uh, Wikipedia is a good source, and it'll tell you whether that medication is an opium-based medication or not. Because here's the truth. Almost 100 people per day are dying of opium overdose on prescription medications. Not the, the street stuff, uh, but the prescription medications. And even more people are actually becoming addicted to street drugs now because when their doctor no longer prescribes them the prescription opium medications, they go elsewhere. I mean, and these are good people. These are not the, the people that, you know, you, you think, well, their life is at an end anyway. They're, they're just, they're on a downward spiral. And, um, you know, no, these are people that just had back pain. And they went into their doctor and their doctor said, well, have you tried the non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, you know, the Advil, the ibuprofen, et cetera? Said, well, yeah, I have it. It just doesn't work. And by the way, research says it doesn't work. Uh, well, how about the Tylenol? Yeah, but it didn't work. And research says it doesn't work. Okay. And uh, how about this, that, and the other thing? And they said, yeah, well, you know, they never mentioned chiropractic, unfortunately, until I'll just tell you how it's been mentioned recently. But they have all this, they say, well, the only option then is to go for an opioid medication. And short term, very short term, the person kind of like feels this little euphoria and really doesn't focus on their back pain. By the way, if you do a pain score thing, it doesn't say, you know, and, and you actually do the research, the research also says it doesn't work that well except for very short term, like a week. But they stay on the medication, and the longer they stay on the medication, the more addicted they become. 
And then in order to get the same result that they got in that first week, they have to up the medication. And you know how it goes from here, I hope. The way it goes from here is you adapt to that level of medication. So you have to up it again to get the same result. You adapt to that level, you have to up it again. And as you up it, you get closer and closer to the threshold where if you up it one more time, you join the 100 people a day who die on opioid medications of a prescription variety. Plus, some people don't know this, uh, acetaminophen, the the uh, drug in Tylenol, paracetamol is another name for it, that particular medication is toxic to the liver. And they put that medication in some of the opioid drugs. Now, it doesn't do a very good job either, according to the research, for low back pain and other kinds of pain. It, it does work pretty well on some pains. But it doesn't do a great job on back pain. But they put it in the opium in order to make the opium toxic so people don't go too high in their addiction to opium before they have to back off, okay? But then what happens? Well, they wanna go higher, so they have to go to the street. And again, these are people, these are your neighbors. These are people that come into my clinic every day with back pain, and they say, I'm just not getting the results with the medication, doc. You know, what can you do for me? And I have to say, well, we can probably do something for you, but I really want you to back off on this opioid medication because this can kill you. Okay, and you know, there's nothing quite so permanent as death. So, what's going on here? What are we going to do? By the way, death does get rid of your back pain, you know, just saying. <laughs> Not very funny, though. Okay, so what's going on here? Well, the research now is, is very, very clear. What happened is a few months ago, and back in April, the AMA in its journal, the, uh, the American Medical Association in its journal of the American Medical Association called JAMA, J-A-M-A, came up with an article that actually ranked the different approaches to low back pain. And they went through the things that are commonly prescribed for low back pain. And that list is kind of what we've gone through here in the, on the program where we, they talked about the NSAIDs or the non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, the the Advil, the Tylenol, et cetera. And they went through the acetaminophen, that's the Tylenol. They also went through the opiates and they said, this is becoming an unmanageable addiction problem in the United States. And that is getting so scary because you know what it comes back to. I don't care how many billions or trillions of dollars you get in um, you know, fees and profits from drug sales. I don't care how many millions or billions of dollars you get with that, ultimately it comes back and says, hey guys, all you are is pu are pushers. All you are is, you know, you're the guy with the, the raincoat and the collar pulled up and, and exchanging, you know, money for drugs type of a situation. And it's come to a point where it's so widespread and so bad that they finally in desperation, <laughs> and I don't want to emphasize this too much, but it seems to me that it's in desperation. They've said, oh, by the way, there's an alternative to all these medications. There is spinal manipulative therapy. And if you want to go to people who really do it the best, you probably should consider a chiropractor. Now, that is revolutionary. Even though, by the way, all of you people are listening to WOC Talk 
News Talk Radio, okay? And, and some of you know what WOC stands for, that this station was started originally uh, back in the, you know, the early days of television and radio, was one of the, the uh, main radio stations in the Midwest. It transmitted everywhere. And the WOC stands for the Wonders of Chiropractic. That was started by B.J. Palmer, the guy who started the Palmer School of Chiropractic. So, what, what's, going, so what's going on here? The desperation has gotten so bad that they're basically saying now, the whole medical world now is saying, um, if you really want to get your back pain managed properly, you probably should go to a chiropractor. Now, this is a big shift. Uh, about three years ago, and, and emotionally this is kind of interesting because, you know, I, I, on, I'm on the radio, et cetera, you know, so most of you think I'm this huge extrovert and things. And I'm naturally extrovertish, yes, I'll admit that. But, you know, I have a timid past. And in certain circumstances, I'm very reserved. I kind of fall back a little bit and I don't make comments, although I maybe should do that more often. But I, I don't always do that. And I was in a gathering with a bunch of people one day and there was a heart surgeon there, a retired heart surgeon. And I'm telling you, if I needed heart surgery, this guy, I would beg him to get out of retirement because he is a fantastic pianist. And I mean, he can play the hard stuff. I mean, I can play a little bit also, but he can play almost anything and he does it so well and so accurately. He's got the best hands. And believe me, if I, like I say, if I needed heart surgery, I would just beg him to come out of retirement and be my surgeon because that's how good he is on the piano. And there's some carryover, right? So anyway, that's this guy. And we were sitting there with a bunch of people around and one guy had back pain and he knew I was a chiropractor, but he had some back pain and he said, I just can't get over this back pain. I don't care what I do. I don't care what medication I take. I just don't seem to be able to get past it. And I was sitting right beside this guy and he was talking to the heart surgeon. He said, do you have any recommendations to the heart surgeon? And I was trying to be polite, you know, and waiting for him to ask me. And, and I was just sitting there and I can imagine that some of you were thinking probably what I was thinking. Well, why don't you ask the chiropractor what to do? But I, as I was at Palmer this week or, the, you know, recently for the homecoming, I, I thought about this incident. I was thinking, OK, this is this is the way it kind of shakes out. OK, this heart surgeon. Why didn't the person in the group that had the heart problems ask me what to do for the heart? Why didn't they ask me what the best heart surgery techniques could actually help a particular heart problem. I mean, I'm a chiropractor. Have I studied anatomy and physiology? Absolutely. I'm kind of an anatomy and physiology nerd. You know, I love that stuff. I've studied the heart. I know the heart names of the heart valves. I know how all this stuff goes. Why didn't the person with heart problems ask me about the heart? Well, obviously they wouldn't because there's a heart surgeon there and he's a well-known and excellent heart surgeon. But here I was sitting there listening to somebody ask a heart surgeon about a musculoskeletal problem, in this case, low back pain. Now, what does the heart surgeon do? Spends a lot of time on hearts. What does a chiropractor do? Well, this is what I do. I had schooling that was just like the medical doctor, exactly like the medical doctor, except he went and studied surgery and pharmaceutical drugs. I went and started studying the musculoskeletal system in 
concentrated way, I mean hours and hours, study time, nervous system, etc., just focused on that like crazy when he was studying pharmaceutical drugs and the heart. Now, I get into practice. How many hours a day do I spend? From nine until six every night, I spend thinking about nothing but musculoskeletal and you know, bones and joints and how muscles work and how the nervous system integrates with all these things and how muscles spasm up sometimes and how they, they refer pain into other areas of the body. And I mean, I know this stuff like the back of my hand. Somebody comes in with a, with a situation, I have several different options that I can use to treat the similar symptoms. And on unique cases, I know enough about the entire system that I can develop new ways of looking at this, and the likelihood of me coming up with a solution to a musculoskeletal problem is just a little higher, maybe even a a lot higher, than a person who focuses on pharmaceutical drugs and the heart their whole career. I've got 26, almost 27 years of experience thinking about nothing but how I can help a person with low back pain, with neck pain, with headaches, etc., Now, that's a lot of time invested. And what I want you to do is realize that when you choose somebody, choose welcome to help, come to us. But chiropractors all across the country have the same kind of orientation. Respect that and benefit from it. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Part of Saturday mornings at your service.